This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I got a special product for my cannabis love in kings and queens. If you love a good pre-roll, a joint, you have that fresh cannabis, we want to make sure it's staying fresh. And so I'm thankful to have Integra Specialty Products here at the Low Life Podcast. Brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging with two-day humidity control packs. Ensure the freshness, potency, and quality of your cannabis with Boost plant-based solutions that only puts in pure water vapor into your dried-out buds. Ideal for flour, pre-roll, edibles, they offer harmonious balance of convenience and freshness. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code LOWLIFE at checkout for 15% off your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. Welcome, welcome to the Low Life Podcast. I'm Lovan Roop, joined by Rachel Zoe. <laughs> did you did you like that? Serving up some armchair expert with Dax Shepard realness for you today, putas. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dax Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Mouse. Hello. Love listening to Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert. It's a great podcast, super popular. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, look back to the Low Life Podcast. Bienvenidos. Welcome to an all new episode. I'm so happy to be here. I missed you. I hope you're having a good day so far, a good week. And if you're not having a good week, don't you worry, boo-boo. We're about to turn that frown upside down. We have a great show in store for you today. Mental health-wise for me, I'm a solid 8 out of 10. Not that you asked. I'm just choosing to share. (laughs) 8 out of 10. And I'm sharing it because that's a really high number for me these days. I'm like, wow, 8 out of 10, that's an 80% solid B. Something to be proud of. I mean, these days I've been going through, you know, the grieving process. I'm missing my little dookie. So it's nice for me to have, you know, a positive week. And there are a few factors that contributed to my solid eight out of 10 B average week. First things first, the weather in California is absolutely beautiful. Sunny, the birds are chirping. I'm looking outside right now and it's just like a beautiful day. The weather is not too hot, not too cold. Like it's just right. So I'm someone who actually loves the gloom, love the rainy type weather, which is not common in LA. Um, Anytime it rains here, people are like, oh God, it's shitty weather. Nobody leave your house. But I throw on my trench coat and I love to go get like a hot tea or hot chocolate or something from Starbucks and I embrace it. But these days as I'm kind of going through it, you know, missing my little dookie booty, I'm really appreciative of the sunny weather. Second factor that's contributing to a really good week is the fact that my aunt came to visit. Love having my aunt here. I hadn't seen my aunt Linda in over a year because the pandemic and everything and she wasn't traveling and it was a long time. So to get to see her was like a much needed reunion. So she's the aunt from my mom's side. This is my mom's older sister. But what's really interesting about my mom and her sister I'd love to have him on a podcast, by the way. It'd be such an interesting episode because they are polar opposite in every sense of the word. They don't look alike. They don't act alike. I mean, their political beliefs are completely different. Spirituality, complete opposites. Music tastes, food tastes, just everything. Style, they're just so different. But they have a very close sisterly bond. And I just adore my Aunt Linda. 
So my Aunt Linda came from Montana to visit. So she's from here, California, originally. Then she moved to Montana. And she's just this Trump-loving, gun-shooting, socialist-hating <laughs> queen with a heart of gold. And that's the thing. That's the one thing I love about my family is my aunt does not have the same political beliefs or really a lot of beliefs that I have are so different from hers. And same with my mom, too, you know, with her and my mom. But that being said, I still love to have discussions with her and talk about politics and spirituality and everything. I want to know it all. And I know most families would shy away from talking about politics. And I hear that when it comes to families. And I hear that when it comes to a podcast, too. Like, don't ever talk politics low. It's so divisive. It's so polarizing. And you will lose listeners. Guaranteed. If you start talking politics, I've been warned by fellow podcasters and producers, like, you're going to lose your listeners. And my response to that is challenge accepted. They're like, no, like we don't want to challenge you. Just like, don't do it. You know, <laughs> but I'm like, but why not? And the reason why I feel this way is, is like for my aunt, for example, I love my aunt. I respect my aunt. And I've known her my whole freaking life. Yes, we don't see eye to eye politically, but I'm so curious and I want to know what has shaped her into the person she is today and this lens that she has. I mean, she's lived more life than I have. There's a reason why she believes the things that she does believe in. Like, she's not insane. She's an educated, well-read person um, who I respect. So it always comes from a place of respect. And I'm not trying to change her mind, just like my listeners. Like, I don't want to change your mind. Just like, you don't want to change my mind. It's all healthy discussions uh, and sometimes we agree and sometimes we don't. But again, as long as there's respect there and I'm not trying to change anyone's life or mind or make them feel bad for what they believe in. Like, do I like Trump? Not really. Not really a fan of him. But she loves him. She has a freaking picture of him on her fridge. <laughs> so it's like, what? But after having a really nice conversation with her and we discussed it for hours I see her perspective and I'm like, you know what? Not for me, but like, I respect you and understand why you have your beliefs. And uh, yeah, pass the dressing, moving on. Let's continue with the dinner. Like, it's not going to ruin this family. And she has the same sort of philosophy. So does my mom. That's why these conversations don't end up being explosive. And I think people just get very passionate, which I totally understand that too. Get very passionate about specific issues, uh, especially when it comes to politics that it could end up becoming explosive because there's all that passion and and you're wanting someone to so badly, you know, change their perspective and stuff. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not trying to do that. I like to hear all these different lenses in life. And I feel like it seasons me. It gives me more perspective. I encourage it. So anyway, that being said, it was a wonderful visit with her. And I got to learn a lot about her and her perspective. And, and I got to meet my little baby cousin. She visited with my little cousin um, to give the parents a break. My Aunt Linda, who was the grandma of this little baby, um, little Madeline. And she's all of five months old. And as soon as I held her, I was like, I love this baby. She's so sweet doesn't really cry, big long lashes, like oh, she's so cute. If you don't follow me on the gram, it's at style LVR, S-T-Y-L-E-L-V-R. But I'm posting all these funny videos and dressing her up and just making her my little toddlers and tiaras. I just love my little Madeline. Although I want to change her name to Lola. Maybe that will be her nickname, little Lola. But I love babies. I love dogs. I love puppies. I love cats. Like I love it all. Only thing I'm not down for is birds. They terrify me. But I know people love them. But to me, I'm just like, oh, hell no. Like, 
oh, with their little beaks and their sharp talons. And uh-uh, I'm not down with birds. But any other pet or child or baby, <laughs> I treat them like they're the same. I was holding her and I was like, you remind me of little Dookie when he was a baby. And my mom's like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> She's not a dog. I'm like, well, I didn't think Dookie was either. He was a baby to me, like a little son. Anyway, that's another reason why I was just loving this week is because I had sweet little Madeline and my aunt here to visit. um, And that was great. And the third reason why this has been an awesome week is because I was talking to my producer and she goes, Lo, did you get a chance to listen to uh, the episode with Caitlin and her mom that she did on Off the Vine? And I said, no, not yet. It come out on that Thursday. But I usually listen to my podcasts over the weekend. Um, That's when I get all my podcasting in. Actually, I listen to podcasts every day. But over the weekend is like when I go to town and I like to clean my house and scrub a dub while I listen to Off the Vine. So anyway, I hadn't listened to it yet. So I didn't know what she was talking about. But then I went in and listened to it and I was in for a little treat, a very special treat. Okay, let me share it with you. This is what happened on Caitlin's podcast. I'm sharing it with you here now. Day wedding. I want to be there with Lo, and you come out behind the curtains, and oh. we see this one and that one, and we hold up a sign, yay or nay. And oh, okay. Well, then let's do that. But you'll have to come to LA then. Okay. Well, because I want Lo to dress me for the wedding. Too. Oh yeah, he'll dress you. He'll dress. I don't know if Lo even knows this. He might just find out from this podcast, but he's going to be at my wedding party. <gasps> oh, is that? I know that's supposed to be like a big thing. Like Jason's very much. My mom's giving me a look. Lo, this is how I'm asking you to be <laughs> in my bridesmaid. You wanted it to be special. Yeah. And I want him to be standing up there with me. And this is special because I'm in on that. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. So I figured since she asked me on her podcast, I would answer her on my podcast. And my answer is, yes, queen, of course. I said yes to the dress. I'm so excited and honored and privileged to be in your wedding party. I wouldn't miss it for the world, Queen. My little Canadian maple delight. I cannot freaking wait for this. This is the royal wedding to me. Like this is a situation. Like it's going to be so good. I've been dreaming about Caitlyn's wedding dress and kind of planning it out in my head for years before she was even engaged, but I am <laughs> I just can't wait for it. Like it's going to be so good. And the thing that's so funny is Caitlin is so unconventional and could care less about all the frills and thrills. Like if Caitlin had her wish, like I'm sure she just want to go to like Justice of the Peace, rock a freaking white power suit and call it a day, you know, and have like a awesome party after. But I want a big wedding. I want a royal wedding. Come on. And I think Jason is on that same page too. Like he wants it all. Like he wants it to be, you know, an occasion and he's going to have the tuxedo and Caitlin's going to have the dress and perhaps a couple outfit changes. Oh yeah. I'd like to do at least two, maybe three. Then of course a bomb bridal shower outfit, bachelorette party. Like I'm going to have her dressed to the nines for it all. And her mama too. And the bridesmaids, we're all going to be dressed looking chic. I'm going to make sure everybody's looking on point. It's going to be so good. When I first found out that they got engaged, I was like, (gasps) gay gasp. I was just so excited because I love a good wedding. And also, these are two people I absolutely love, best friends of mine. And getting to celebrate their love and just have like a massive party, it's so special. And it's just going to be the best. I cannot wait for this. 
not sure if she wants to do a long engagement or short. I mean, knowing Caitlin, she'll want to do a little bit shorter, uh, but I think it also depends on like COVID and all that sort of thing. And, and things are opening up, but uh, her family's in Canada. So that being said, all that plays into the timeline, but whenever it is, I will be there wherever it's at, whether it be in Canada or here in California or New York or Nashville. I don't know where they're going to do it, but like, it's going to be freaking beautiful wherever it's at. Maybe I should bring Caitlin on the podcast and we'll do a whole episode on just all wedding stuff. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm more excited about all that shit than she is. I get so excited for it. And Caitlin's definitely more like the tomboy in our relationship, which is part of the reason why I love styling her because she's like, whatever, Lo, like as long as you love it, I love it. Like, let's go. Like, she's so no fuss, which is why I'm going to make sure Jason is looking like a snack and Caitlin is looking like a gorgeous queen that she is. Ah, so exciting. Okay, so that has me feeling very positive and it's a very healthy distraction for me. Um, and I can't wait to go to Nashville and just begin the planning of this big extravaganza. Oh, stay tuned for that one. On to today's show, um, special guest Rachel Zoe. Okay, so part two of the conversation. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, we were going into the conversation with Rachel. We talk about building an empire, and she talked about how people backstabbed her and how she had trust issues and, and how she got to where she is today. And there's some people who might not be familiar with Rachel Zoe, but she's a very successful stylist. She doesn't style anymore. Um, now she's an entrepreneur, an author. She has the Zoe Report, which is amazing for fashion trends, a podcast, a fashion line. Like she's so busy. But back in the day, 25 years ago, she was styling her ass off and had the Rachel Zoe project on Bravo. Um, so that was the first time like America got a glimpse into the world of a stylist, and it was bananas. Rachel literally was always stressed out, literally losing her mind with all of the drama, with all the fashion and style. I literally want to cut myself in half. I literally felt like vomit coming up. You're literally dead. We literally are going to need to pull dresses out of our asses. Jordan, you're literally like so banging. And I was like, sign me the f up. I cannot wait. I love it. So I was very excited to have a conversation with her. So that's last week's. And then this week, we dive into her marriage with Roger. She has two beautiful boys. We talk about her family life, the secret sauce to having a successful marriage. She's been married for over 25 years, which is like the 0.01% in Los Angeles. Like, good for her. Uh, and of course, we finished with a fun round of rapid fire preguntas. That means questions for my non-Espanol speakers. It's a great episode, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. The only regret that I have of this podcast is that the audio is not perfect because I accidentally deleted our conversation. So we, I recorded it on my podcast equipment. I talked about this last week, but then I went to upload it in my computer, and I don't know, something, I pulled it out. Long story short, it sounds like I'm on a Zoom, and Rachel sounds like she's in studio. Thank God my producer, Madison, like saved the day because I was freaking out because I thought I lost it all. And she's like, don't worry, we still have the audio on Zoom. So it's an amazing episode. I love it. I'm just a perfectionist. And I'm like, it's not the perfect quality sound on my end. But regardless, I hope you enjoy the episode. We're calling this one Low with a Splash of Zoe. Enjoy. <laughs> But wait, what uh, I, was part two? Part two, uh, the first part was uh, when did you start trusting? Right. And the second, and then the second part was, oh, is it difficult to to work together? Moments. 
Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's it, like you guys have similar personalities. Here's the thing. We didn't start off working together. We worked um, like 15 years without each other. And we built our own career. Separately. Okay. And okay. he was in finance and I was in fashion. And ultimately, we came together to start the Zoe Report and to launch a media mm-hmm. business. And and really, because what I, it, my, my brand and my business got way beyond what I could handle as just me, you know? And yeah. I'm, as I said, I'm very untrusting of people, especially after getting hurt by so many prior to us forming our business together. And we play very different roles in the company. And, you know, sometimes they overlap. And, you know, we bicker a lot. But the thing is, ultimately, we're playing for the same team. We root for each other. We both want to win. We both want each other to win. And, you know, there's no one I trust more on this planet. So it's like to be able to have that built in trust with your life partner, your business partner, your parenting partner, your everything partner. I wouldn't trade that for anything because if I had a dollar for every business that breaks up or blows up because the partners break up, I mean, it's, it happens more often than not. So I would rather I choose him. I mean, all day long, you know? So that's really it. Were you, were you ever with an agency for styling or did you, was it solo mission? Many. many. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But they never got me a job. I just can't. Yeah jobs yeah i i i was not into agency life either i was like i'm getting all the jobs on my own so yeah i'm good it was always word of mouth and stuff like that yeah referrals and stuff well when when you and roger are working together and you guys seem to do great at at co-mingling everything which is beautiful but i'm seeing that like these couples that have been married for a number of years i just read a study it was like uh the divorce rate is increasing by 30 percent in couples that have been married from 25 to 30 years. And, and it's, I can see that. And it, I, (laughs) yeah. And I'm seeing it specifically because, well, one, we're living longer. Um, so, you know, people are getting a divorce. I have, you know, one of my girlfriends, she's been married to her husband for like 30 years. And she's like, she got traded in for a younger model. Sure did. Yes. Yes. Sure did. And weird. Yeah, luckily, I that mean, that never happens. She's dating a really cute guy, too. He, uh, by the way, that's li- happening more and more, which I'm loving because, oh, yeah, it, it's uh, the answer is it doesn't surprise me. Um, I'm seeing it a lot, a lot. I have, I, yeah. I know many women that are like between 40 and 55, and divorce happens, the kids go to college, and oh, yeah, know, I think part of it is due to the fact that when the kids leave and it's just them, you have to, you have to still love each other and you have to yeah. still respect each other and you still have to have passion for each other. And I think what people are finding is once the kids are gone, they don't, you know, yeah. and that it's been about the kids and that they were kind of roommates. And I think that happens a lot. I also think as we've known for many, many years, you know, that men move on. And I think sometimes yeah. women get older and, you know, even if they're the same age as the guy, Somehow it's fine for the guy, not for the girl. And they get traded, they get traded in for a younger version. So that's always nice. And then, but what I'm really finding too, is that the women are then moving on to guys like half their age and having fun and just feeling really good about themselves. And you know what I mean? And I think, look, ultimately my feeling on that is I think we're living in a world in a generation now where people don't stay for no reason. 
And I think when we were growing up, well, I mean, you're very young, but like our parents and our grandparents, that didn't, that wasn't an option. They stayed. No. They made the decision to stay. Even no if matter it was what. Hell. If yeah. it was hell, they stayed. And that was yeah. it. And I know many people, like my grandparents, their friend, you know, they just, they stayed. It was you stay. That's it. This is not an yeah. option. And so I think what's happening now is people are, learning about, you know, the conscious uncoupling and being able to exist. And I think, look, I have a theory about it. Ultimately, people deserve to be happy. And I think that you only really come around once, despite anything you believe. If you live another life, that's great, you know, in, in the afterlife. But re regardless of that, everyone deserves to be happy in their lives. And whatever that means, as long as you keep your kids emotionally healthy, you know what mm. I mean? And you keep yeah. them out of it. You know, you, you, yeah. kids need loving parents. And, you know, I think as long as they have that, trust me, kids know if their parents aren't happy, you know, they, sure do. they do. And I think, I think ultimately people just deserve to live their life and be happy, but you, it's all about how you do things, not what you actually do. And yeah. I think it's just becoming more accepted to break up and separate in marriage and, hopefully people having more amicable separations and then finding another love again, you know, and, and having another chance at happiness. And, you know, my sister did it and I have countless friends that have done it. I feel like I've been through 20 divorces, you know? So I, I, <laughs> yeah. I just think ultimately yeah. you have to choose happy and however you get there is how you get there. But I do think it's a lot about how you get there. Yeah. Well, and I will say like, if you do like 20 years with someone, I mean, and then you divorce or 30, you um, tried. You gave it a good shot. Yes. Yeah, you sure did. And I look at it like if you end up getting in a relationship with someone else, you could still do like another 20 and maybe 30 By the years. Way, with yes. Someone. I know. I know people that are, you know, married 35 years after they were married 15 years, you know, and mm -hmm. the first one didn't work and the second one was forever. And that's OK. People grow apart. Uh, one of my friends, um, she's actually in her second marriage with this guy. I'm so curious your thoughts on this because yeah. I was like trying to figure this one out with her. Okay. So he was married and unfortunately his wife passed away. Um, his first wife. Yeah. And it was, and he was so in love with her. They, they didn't have a bad relationship and he was heartbroken by it. About eight years later, five, or five to eight years later, he meets my girlfriend, uh, okay. Leslie. So they get in a relationship. They've been married now several years. Okay. They are so happy, so in love. And she had a, her first husband. They had a terrible relationship. He was like this, like, fitness dude, complete asshole. Okay. So she left him, found Lou and like, they have just been in, in love since. So now they're talking because they're not, I mean, they have years in them, of course, but um, they, you know, their life planning, life insurance, things like that. And the question came up about where they would be buried. Now he bought a plot, I know, dark, but he bought, yeah, he bought a plot. Well, with his first wife, they had bought it like years ago, it's like their family bought, I don't know what mm -hmm. area that's in, in California. And she's like, well, no, no, I want him to be with me in my family plot. Like whoever goes first, like we should be together. So she's like, "Lo, am I out of line for saying that? And I love my friend, but I was like, Ooh, that's a really tough position to be in. Like, because he had a life, he, had, he was married to his first wife for like over 20 years or something like that. Like they had so much history. So she's gone. So she's gonna be at, she's gonna be in heaven. Like what the, f like I don't know. Like who's this? That's a hard check? one. That's a yeah. hard one. But I'm tempted no. to say, let him 
go where his heart takes him. Oh, like, like let, <laughs> let him choose, you know, because ultimately you definitely don't want to force someone's hand there. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, well, I, he, I, he's saying that he'll be with, he's like up with his wife now. He's like, that's fine. Cause he's like, it's for the living more so anyway. So if I right. go before you, I'll be with you or whatever. It's the kids that are like our mother, our biological uh, mother, like that's our family plot. So there, that's where the dynamic gets a little. So I uh, would go there. I would go where the kids go. Go where the kids go. Okay. You got to go where the straight kids device, go. Advice from Rachel Zoe. Yeah. Go where the kids go. Go where the kids go. Yeah. Stop. Stop. <laughs> to that. Amen. What have, what have you and uh, Roger, because I mean, you have all these years together uh, to, to keep it. So many years. To keep it going. Like, what are you guys, did you, because you work so much together. Is you, are you guys protecting your relationship by taking time away from each other? Because you work so much together. <laughs> like, to be honest, time? here's what's so funny. We work in the same house all day, but on most days I don't, I'll, I won't see him from like 730 in the morning till 730 at night. Like oh, okay. literally I'll like bring yeah. him a, a fresh Starbucks in the middle of the day. And that's about it. You know, we do a lot of meetings now. We have a fun now we're doing a lot of investing and advising on and, um, on different companies. And so we're working more closely together in that, um, mm -hmm. I kind of crossed over into his lane cause I'm obsessed with it, but, um, like a wolf on Wall Street vibe. Yeah. We're, yeah exactly. Going into, Am I going Leo? Stocks. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> um, but I've really enjoyed that. And, um, you know, listen, if it were up to Roger, I would say one or two nights a week, we'd probably go to like the Bel Air Hotel and disappear without children. He would love to do that. And maybe, you know, now that COVID is lifting, you know, for us, when we like need a night to breathe, that's kind of what we'll do. But for me, I'm such a mama hen that my instinct is to never leave my children. And so he kind of has to pull me from them. You know, <laughs> I think it's a little bit like, you know, my umbilical cord is definitely still attached to them for sure. That's it. like a very real thing, I think, with mamas, you know. Oh, I'm still um, attached to my mom. Of course to this you day. are. Of course yeah. you are. Obsessed my kids keep her. telling me they're going to UCLA because it's only 10 minutes from my house. Um, oh. How so, old are your boys? Um, just seven and just 10. Okay. So now they're not like babies and it, but they, my little one still feels little, you know, and my yeah. older one feels like in between feels like a tween. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he just got led lights all around his room and his computer and he wants to just play Minecraft with friends and you know, the oh my God. thing. I know it's great. Yeah. Out of body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Roger, you know, listen, the truth is he's a really big part of, we're both a big part of why, like why it works for us. Honestly, I don't say that because it's the same for our podcast, but the truth is, is that I show my love for him in very different ways. Like I'm, I'm very nurturing with him. Like I make sure he's sorted like food and this and that. And like, you know, if I go out shopping, I'm almost never come out home for something with me, for me, it'll be for him, you know, yeah. it's, it's things like that. And like, just making sure he's always good. And like for him, there isn't a day that has passed since we've been together in 30 years where he didn't tell me that I was beautiful or that I looked beautiful. Even when I'm oh, feeling my Rachel, most not so beautiful. Sweet. And yeah. let me tell you, there most days, 99% of the time, I'm not feeling at all beautiful. But I think, you know, it's like, he doesn't say it to hear himself say it. Like in the moments yeah. he says it, he actually really believes that, which is why I'm like, good God, I love your rose colored glasses. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, 
you know, I, I think it matters. And I tell my kids all the time, like, please don't forget to tell your wives they're pretty. Please don't. And my kids yeah. tell me all the time. And they're like, is it okay that we tell you that, mom? And I'm like, don't ever stop. Don't ever stop. <laughs> Girl, girls never want to, you know, because my my, yeah. my little one has a fiance and he tells her all the time that she's beautiful. As well, Ella, oh. you look beautiful in everything. Oh my God. That's the sweetest thing. Yeah, Romeo. Caius Romeo. Yeah. <laughs> There's something to say about a uh, mother and son bond. I know. It's and, not normal. And oh, it's deep love. Oh, it's such a deep love. And well, I'm an only child. Um, so I feel like my, my bond with my mom is just, yeah, it's insane. It's unbreakable. It's really? unbreakable. It, it really is. The dads um, aren't so mad about it. It's weird that the dads have like a love hate with it. They love it so much, but it's like, they can't touch it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and you'll see as your sons get older that a little bit of the shift and like, they start to relate to their dad a little bit more and stuff. But yeah. like my mom's always sure. been the queen be up in this house, but you yep. know, as you yeah. will be in your house too, but yep. you know, the kids will be obsessed with you, but like, yeah, it, it's not till the teen years that, cause my mom was always like the very like protective yep. one. Like yep. when I was of course. the letting go process of like high school and stuff like that, my dad would be like, go ahead. Like, I'll let you have that little drink. Uh, Ro- by the way, Roger too. Roger's like, yeah. eat the sour patch, eat the this. Yeah, let me yeah. get you all kinds of non-organic food when I take you. I'm like, it's not going to make them love you better. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it might for the day. It might work. Yeah. Just I'm like, until moment. they puke on you, then don't come crying to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and one more thing to say about your podcast. Yes. I listened to a few episodes. Did you? It's, it's so good. I love Thank it. I'm not you. even in a relationship. So I was like, is this going to. But you are. Make- well, so the whole premise of works for us is that it's not just about couples at all. It's about, right. in fact, the one that came out today is with best friends, Jen Meyer and Sarah Foster, because yeah. they're the best, best friends that I actually know. Um, and it's about the whole point of works for us is wanting to find the secret sauce or the magic that keeps a relationship successful, whether it's a mother, son, a mother, daughter, a husband, wife, a husband, husband, a wife, wife, siblings, best friends, doesn't matter. Everyone is in a relationship and everyone struggles with relationships or everyone has a very successful relationship, hopefully at least one, you know? And so for me as a psychology major, I wanted to really get into what is the magic of you know, all these amazing, successful relationships, no matter what kind they are. Yeah. Well, I love that you're exploring gay relationships, straight. Best. Every, I think of it's, course. oh, I, I love it. Well, you put yourself out there with your reality show. I was like, oh shit. Like she's really letting people in, <laughs> which is, which is great. That's not an easy thing to do. And I talk about vulnerability all the time. And I think that with that show, the Rachel Zoe project, it was a really, I, well, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm like, I think that was a good representation of, of the person. Like, I, I watched that show and I'm like, she's a cool, humble, kind human who loves what she does. And I think that if someone was like, I don't like her, I'm like, really? Like, I haven't heard that, but it, like, no, it's hard, people it's used hard to, to, love say to that. really not like me. That was like a thing. Oh. It was a thing. Oh. It was like fun for them. I think they just thought I was, I don't even know what they thought I was, but yeah. you know, part of the reason I agreed to do the show funny enough was I kind of, for exactly what you just said, I, I, people were forming an opinion of me that was so opposite of who I am and what I believe in and what I do and making up these crazy things. And I said, you know what? Let them form a real opinion. At least this is who I am. I'm not an actor. So I am putting out exactly who I am for better or for worse. 
And, you know, when we see people now, they'll be like, Rach, Raj. And they'll be like, you don't know me. I, I just feel like I know you from the show. I'm like, well, you do. You know, I'm not an actor. This is years. me. This is me. Yeah. And this is us. And that is who we are. And now on Works For Us, it's it's definitely <laughs> definitely us as we are. Well, um, I was going to say, it's so vulnerable. It's specifically with a podcast, people can smell the bullshit a mile yes. away. And, and if you're not authentic. and But putting yourself out there on a podcast and opening up your relationship for listeners is like, yes. ooh, a little daunting. So I'm like, were you guys like game green light? Like, let's do this from the get go. Or was there a little reservation on the, either end? the podcast? No, the podcast, no. Yeah. works for us for me is the most organic thing I've ever done. It yeah. is literally, I do no prep. I do literally nothing. <laughs> wow. I don't do hair and makeup. I don't do anything at all. And I sit right where you're looking at me right now, exactly with the mic and a headset and yeah. literally Roger and I, Roger is literally, I have to tell him to like put a beanie on instead of a trucker hat. And we just, we just roll. We literally just roll. It is so organic and conversational and genuinely my love for inquiring about people and what makes them work, you know? And yeah. so for me, this was really, really a no brainer and so much fun. And what's so interesting is everyone that I've had on the podcast thus far are people that I have known for a very, very long time. These are all close friends of yours. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, anyone from Jessica and Cash to Nate and Jeremiah and Jen and Sarah and, you know, Tommy and Dee Hilfiger. And, you know, ultimately what's amazing is that for that hour, whatever, I'm still learning um, what makes them work and yeah. their story and all of the episodes have takeaways. And that's, what's so cool is that yeah. everything that I do in my life and my career at this point has to have mission and purpose. It just has to. And so for me, I feel like every time I have, I do a podcast episode. Okay, great. But what are the listeners learning from this? Why do they want what's to hear the takeaway? What is the takeaway? And like, and and what did I learn, you know, and, and I'm learning and I'm loving it. And I'm like, how have I known you for 20 years and didn't know any of this, you know? So it's super interesting. <laughs> yeah. I I'm, would love if you had a couple, like a dysfunctional couple come on. And just be like, <laughs> sure. Just why talk, not? Just talk it out. But then it doesn't <laughs> work for them. But yeah. then it doesn't, doesn't apply to the title of the show. It doesn't work for that. It doesn't. Yeah. This is something that doesn't work. It's all work. about what works for you. What Ab works for us. Absolutely. The Nate Burkus episode was great. Oh, that's um, so good. And I love that you kind of like foresaw that happening. Like you put that in the water that those two should be together. I and they like really so, should be. Yeah. I was like, that's so cute. They're a magic um, couple, those two. Really? All right, Rach, I want to go into a round of rapid fire questions with you. Let's if you're cool it. with that. Do it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, cottage on the beach or cabin in the woods? Oh, God, cottage on the beach. Oh, thank God. I love that. Oh, God. <laughs> you're not going to be alone in the oh woods. Oh, my God, no. Hell no. <laughs> There's so many um, things to be scared of. <laughs> We're going to go with your uh, celebrity crush. We'll go male and female celebrity crush. So here's the thing on the male. It was mm -hmm. Johnny Depp since I was 13. Oh. Then mm -hmm. turned into Brad Pitt, then turned into Robert Pattinson once I started watching Twilight. <laughs> now, since COVID, Reggae Jean. Oh. Bridgerton. 
can't yes. love him. Yeah. Just, oh my God. Devastated that he's I not just, in season I, two. I want to make out with him. And yeah, de- uh, devastate. I, 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 I actually can't talk about the fact that he's not doing season two. <laughs> I think that's an actual like tr- television travesty. Female crush. I mean, I'm going to say it was Angelina for a long time. Um, I'm really loving uh, Margot Robbie. I think she's oh. just so rad. I think she's just the coolest. Um, yeah. She's just cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's sure just, is. she's just, a, she's an amazingly talented actor. Um, I met her at a few things and she's just cool and normal and nice and gracious. Yeah. And, you know, Australians are the best. I love, I, by the way, I, I agree with that. I, I really yeah. love Australians. I do. Yeah. They're, they're Australians and Canadians really do it for me. Like they're oh my sweet God, people. Totally. They're so, you're right. God, yeah. that's really funny. <laughs> Very friendly. Yeah. You were just on one of my best girlfriends and well, she's a client too, but uh, Caitlin Bristow. Oh, she's she a little, was so fun. Yeah. Canadian maple delight. We she had is, a really good time together. We had, we had yeah. a lot of laughs. She's so cool. <laughs> so this, if your belly button had a magical power, any power, when you press it, what would you make your belly button do, Rachel? Oh, stop time. Oh, wow. Just boom. And it's trapped. Oh, yeah. And the reason I'm prepared for that question, just so you know, is that my little son every single night asks me, like, <laughs> would you rather or 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 like if you had a superpower, what would it be? And yeah, I'd say, oh, you were ready. I'd say stop me at 25. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> stop Same me seems. at 25. Benjamin Button, baby. <laughs> All right. What is your go-to cheat meal? I have a feeling it's gonna be like steel cut oats from <laughs> Cheat meal, God. Oh no. They're like figs. <laughs> Not organic literally. Figs. Oh God. How do I even answer that? I don't know. Um like do you ever meal. throw it down and be like, I want some freaking like, I don't know, like like, like nachos, like extra ground no. beef. Okay. No, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why. Um in and out. Um, yeah, no. The reason is is because in all honesty, and I plan to change this, but for now. I don't exercise, so I choose really? to to eat really well so that I don't feel as horrific about myself <laughs> because in order for me to find time to exercise, I would have to wake up at four in order to get an hour to actually sure. do it. But when I do, I'm going to do like a, you know, Tracy Anderson, Melissa Wood Health combo package of like, Tracy keeps swearing to me. I can do like a 15 minute version of her, her thing, which I think I can, but I'm like, if I can get close to what Tracy Anderson looks like, I will do anything. Is it possible to do while I'm asleep? (laughs) So that's what I'm working towards. But yeah, I, I, I eat, I, I really do eat. I just, I'm just eat clean. I eat clean. And I just have forever long before it was like chic to be like, gluten-free and plant-based and all that, you know, I didn't even oh, know. Oh, you were living that healthy plant-based I, life I actually had on. to, because I was allergic to, I found out when I was 21 that I had such like stomach issues that I was told I can't have weed or yeast. So wow. long before it was cool to be GF. Yeah, sure. So I guess your go-to chemo would be like vegetable pasta, vegetable noodles. I mean, yeah. Or like, I really, <laughs> I really love, do you know what Craig's, um, Spaghetti squash primavera okay. is life. That is so good. And his it vegan ice cream, that vegan ice cream is yeah. heaven on earth. My kids live on it. We always have it stocked here in mint and peanut butter for Roger. So uh, delicious. Yeah. Uh, when are you most inspired? I'll be honest. When I'm um, 
when I'm away in one of my favorite places, you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm in St. Bart's or I'm in the Hamptons or if I'm literally have that rare moment of like sitting on the beach and actually just looking at the beach and looking at the water and actually listening to it. Funny enough, I'm not someone that like will listen to music in those moments. I actually just want to hear the sounds of like nature and it drives Roger yeah. nuts because he always wants to have music on. I'm like, I literally <laughs> just want quiet, you know? <laughs> And that's honestly when I feel most inspired. But from a fashion perspective, probably like when I go to Paris, you know, I come home feeling yeah. like a whole new person, like just yeah. completely ready to like, you know, just do it. But like, it really takes sometimes a, a good trip to Paris or Milan. Oh, damn. I love that. I'm I'm curious at your dinner table. Do you have silent dinners or is there music playing in the background? No music. No. Really? At our, di- wait, what, our like dinners background? like at home? Yeah, your private kids? dinner with your family. Like, oh, a no, early- no music in the back. No. Roger will turn some on. Like if I'm cooking, like if I'm making brunch on, you know, Sundays or Saturdays or whatever, he'll turn on some Grateful Dead or some Bob Dylan. And that's OK. But it can't sure. be something polarizing. For me, <laughs> music should always be like the thing you hear kind of faint in the back as opposed to like it polarizing your 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 whole room. You know, I can't I love music, but like I, I love it in a time and a place and I, I can't, my ears are like crazy sensitive and I want it. Like when I'm oh, talking to my kids, okay. I want to talk to my kids. And if, if like Dylan's playing in the background or like the stones or something, I'm just going to start singing. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. focus on the music instead of what someone's saying to me. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah. I just realized that because I grew up always with music at the table. I didn't know anything but that. To always really? Have, oh, like when I started hanging out with friends, and I was like, wait, like, is someone going to put music on? Because it's so quiet right now. And they're like, music no. Music at the dinner table. Huh? Oh, always. I mean, I, I thanks, will say this, thanks. though. But, but but that said, social dinners, social dinners, like if I have okay. dinner parties, always have music on. Okay. Always. Yeah. Always. But not with my kids. Not when we're just like having our. I get that. You know. Yeah. I always have like a little earth, wind and fire. I feel like that's like a safe. Uh, I don't know. Love will, a little earth, wind, and fire. People sure, will buy why not? Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, what is uh, a movie that is a mood changer for you? One that you've watched more than once? Maybe you can even quote it. What's that movie for Rachel Zoe? I have so many. So mm. the one that changes my whole being, and I can't not cry when I watch it, is The Notebook. Because uh, Raj yeah. and I, you know, like, I'm always like, I better die first. He's like, fuck that. I'm dying first. I'm like, you go, I go. He's like, you jump, I jump. So, um, so definitely that. Um, and then any like Hugh Grant, Notting Hill thing. And then if you're going to ask me my guilty pleasure, it would be the twilight trilogy there. I said it. Yeah. (laughs) I said it, uh, a hundred times. (laughs) Oh my God. So good. And Notting Hill is like one of my top favorite movies. God, the best the best. All right. Your top love language, you know, acts of service, uh, physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, quality time. What is the number one love language? Wait, what does that you? mean? What is love, love language? Like, how do you oh, mean? Have you, there's, um, there's this book called the five love languages Oh. and, and it uh, covers like everyone is all of them. I mean, we all need all of those things, okay. but when you take this little love language test, which you and okay. Roger should do, it's funny, but you can see like, okay, we all love all of them, but I gravitate like mine personally is gifts. Like I love to give gifts. Cause I'm like, a total oh. nurturer. so it's Got like, it. how, how do you, so like did you to- ask me my top five? Um, no, just your Would top, you ask me out, out of the five, what's your top one love language? So there's gifts. 
acts of service, like giving, giving, giving. The yeah. more I give, the better I feel. It's like yeah. not because I'm a martyr. It's just that's the way. <laughs> it's like it's like my it's yeah. It's literally like my favorite thing to do is give people gifts. It's like a weird obsession, and I completely obsess over it. And like the people closest to me are showered in diamonds. Like I ha- it's like I don't know how to thank them enough. I have to buy them diamonds. Yeah, that's the the, Vir- <laughs> the Virgo queen inside you. Yeah, it's um, is, is a total uh, Rogers would be affection. Rogers would be like touching hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, last He's like show. a golden retriever puppy, and I'm a little more like a cat. <laughs> um, what is the last show you binge watched? Oh, Bridgerton. Perfect. A hundred times. Yep. <laughs> you get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. Which song are you choosing? Oh, that's so hard. It's Beatles, but which one? Oh, God. Oh. It's, yeah, George Harrison. Maybe. It's Let It Be and and Imagine. I'm sorry, it's a tie. I can't uh, give you one. Yeah, fair. And not I'll, to be cliche, but those happen to be two of the greatest songs of all time. Oh, yeah, I agree with and that. And I listen to all Beatles songs. Those just happen to be like... Like even the mind. B-side. Are you into that stuff too? They just like, change my world, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like the, the non-popular, like not the oh, mainstream Beatles. Oh, no, side. I'm diehard. I'm, I'm like real diehard yeah. Beatles. Dylan, right. Beatles, Stones, Doors... Uh, yeah. uh, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks. Oh, I'm, I'm a classic okay. rock chick for life. Yeah. All right. I love that. What's something that people commonly get wrong about you? Probably that I would be scary, like that I'd be intimidating and and mm-hmm. and serious and judgy. And I'm literally like, it's the funny. And and by the way, if I had a dollar for every time someone has said to me over the last 20 years or 25 years, like you are the polar opposite of what I thought you were. And I I swear to God, I'm pretty sure there's no one in my life that doesn't say that. That's like, whether they've been in my life for 20 years, 10 years, two years, the first, they literally, once they're comfortable enough, they're like, you are exactly the opposite of what I thought you were. You know? And the the first thing people say to me is, don't look at what I'm wearing. Don't judge me. Don't look at what I'm wearing. Oh my God, I'm so sorry for what I look like today. And I literally, I'm not even looking at what they're wearing. That's what's so funny. (laughs) I'm the the least scary, least intimidating, really self-deprecating, silly person. That said, like I take my work very seriously and I don't, I don't take myself seriously. I don't take my life seriously in terms of like, you have to laugh through. You just got to be silly. And, you know, but I do expect people to do their job, you know? Oh, there she Mediocrity is. is hard for me. There she is. All yeah. right. Cut, cutting them out. I don't like people uh, that take advantage of nice people. That bugs me. No, no, no. When you die and you come back to this world, reincarnated as an animal, let's just say you believe in reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Which animal are you coming back as, Rachel? I would say like a white Bengal tiger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, because yeah. I want to be able to snuggle Beautiful. and cuddle, but I also want to be able to protect myself. Yeah, you're um, and my babies, but really, <laughs> but really a koala, oh. a koala. I'm very conflicted. I want to be a white tiger because yeah. that's what I want to look like. And I want to be fierce and courageous. Sure. But I really, I really prefer a koala because they're just <laughs> cuddly and snuggly and hug everybody. And yeah, my kids, just... I nicknamed them koalas when they were babies because they would koala me. And it's yeah. my favorite. It, whenever I see a koala, I just like light up. They're just the cutest. They are. They're so sweet. Want one. Yeah. 
and just just hanging out eating their organic eucalyptus leaves like totally that's your not best bothering life. a soul yeah they don't even need animals the, <laughs> the essence of rachel's out is a little koala yeah. and the, la- the last one is a quote that you like to live by it could be one from your own like personal life one from you or from anyone i just always like to leave the listeners the low lifers we call them uh with a little quote i have so many um I don't know. You, you, you can be kind on the way up to the top. Mm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's sort of like, you yeah. know, you can win and be kind and, you know, live your life with purpose and figure out, you know, it's like live your yeah. life with purpose and intention and, and do good and help, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that because it would be easily for someone in your position to be jaded and to be like, screw everybody Mm-mm. and just keep to your little bubble, but you still have that kindness and compassion. Nice guys. They say finish last, but you know what? You're over here leading the race. I'm going to tell You're you nice something. Queen. They get there slower. They get yeah. there slower. They really do. I do believe the slow and steady win the race. And I think, um, I just feel like ultimately, and this is what Roger and I are both governed by. You got to go sleep with yourself at night. And you got to feel good about what you're doing. And if you're not doing right by people, I promise you that sleep will never be good, you know? Mm. So you got to have a conscience. And so that's how we govern our life and our decisions, you know? Yeah. And it it Uh, does, by the way, it doesn't always help you win. I will say that, but, but ultimately you have no regrets. And someone asked me, in fact, the other day, sort of like, if the plane was about to blow up, what would you do? Like, what would you think about? Oh, who, who are you sorry to? Who are you sorry to? Right. Yeah, and right. I actually thought and thought and thought and thought, and I'm, I'm not sorry to anybody. Because I, <laughs> yeah. what, I, what I mean is I go to sleep at night knowing that I'm kind to the yes. people that I should be kind to. That's what I mean yeah. by that. Yeah. You know, I don't, ha- I don't have regrets like that about that. Oh my God. To somebody. And I think that's I- important. I think everyone should check themselves once in a while with that. I think a little self-checking once in a while is <laughs> definitely needed yeah uh, especially in business and in life in general you know and it I'll, yeah on that note Rach we're going to end it there and I just want to say thank you for being uh, the most wonderful guest Thanks I just for having me I adore you and where can people find you can you plug your podcast yeah I want everyone to subscribe and yeah and, go and follow you so check out works for us it's really fun you'll learn a lot um, and it's wherever you're go to Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeart app, anywhere you listen to your podcast works for us. You can check out at works for us. And for me at Rachel Zoe. Yeah. You're a great follow too. love following you Thank on the ground. You. Thank you. You get a little fashion family and fun. So anyway, <laughs> you're good. so cute. It's good. Well, stuff. It's All nice right. to see you. Yeah. And nice next time, you. by the way, you better say hi to me. Oh, now when I see you and smelling like Tom Ford, I'm going to go right up to you, give you a COVID free hug. (laughs) I would love that. All right. Great day. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye, Thank you for listening to today's episode of the low life podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. All right. I just got to take a moment. Got to take a beat. And I just have to say thank you. Muchas gracias from the bottom of my spicy little heart to each and every single low lifer out there. Really. Thank you so much to my listeners. I know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. I see hundreds of new podcasts launching every single day. So the fact that you're taking the time to rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, 
for this little shit show. <laughs> like, I, just, I just appreciate it so much. And I want to let you know that I do not take you for granted. And I'm just so humbled and honored to have you as a listener. So thank you for being here and, and supporting this podcast, especially for up and coming podcasts like this little engine that could or couldn't at times. The fact that you take the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts it helps tremendously with the growth of this podcast. We can continue to keep doing free shows. And I mean, I'm loving doing it, uh, but it's because of you guys really supporting it, supporting the ads and the sponsors and, and leaving those reviews on Apple podcasts. I have one listener and she wrote me and she's like, "Lo, I left three reviews this week. I left you a couple dick emojis, two hearts and a crown, like enjoy it. And good luck to you. Can't wait for next week. <laughs> so and I was like, thanks, Bootha. I appreciate you too. I mean, really, the more reviews, the better for podcasts and you guys taking the time to write beautiful messages. And I read every single review on Apple Podcasts. I will say going into this podcast, I had little to no expectations for this one. The expectations that I did have were pretty low, pun intended. I was hoping my mom and dad, some family members, a cousin or two would listen and we'll just see where it goes. But even then, my dad would be like, sorry, I missed the last few weeks. I'll have to catch up next week. I'm like, God, I can't even rely on you. What the hell? So the fact that we've built this little low-life community, this little pod fam, is just overwhelming in the best way possible. And, and I have some of the best listeners ever. And a lot of them are Vinos that are coming to support me on here. So thank you to the Vinos that are listening. I appreciate you supporting this podcast, too. And I just want to say again, thank you, especially after I did that episode, three episodes back, healing after losing your pet. What now? That particular episode, that was a really tough one for me to get through. And I didn't even know if I was going to release it or not. And I'm so glad I ended up putting that one out because the outpouring of love and kindness and support and so many stories from different listeners experiencing very similar thing, or they've gone through it in the past, or they're going through it right now. It meant so much for me to read those messages, and I'm still continuing to get more messages, and I'll be responding to all of you. If you've sent me a message and I haven't gotten to it yet, like, my bad, queen, like, don't worry, I'm going to be responding to you. And the fact that an episode of this podcast resonated with you and you felt comfortable enough to be vulnerable and open yourself up and share something with me, too, it makes it all worth it, really, though. It makes this whole podcast worth it because of moments like that. So again, I'm very appreciative and just want to say thank you. That being said, I want to shout out some of the low lifers on Apple Podcasts that have taken the time to leave a review. I read every single review. I love them. And again, they help so much so we can continue to keep doing these free shows and putting it out there for you. All right. First review comes from M Green 2444 and she writes, anything I can do to help. I love your podcast. Get those ads, boo. Five stars with a white heart. <laughs> See, like I have the best listeners. The fact that I have listeners who are actually encouraging me to be like, you got that ad, boo. And it's because you guys have been here since the beginning. So you knew when I first started this podcast, I mean, even a few episodes in, we weren't getting ads or sponsors. And even some of the ads and sponsors that I was pitched early on in the podcast, like I didn't want them on the podcast. So they weren't included because I can't endorse anything for the low lifers that I don't personally love. I'm not about to sell you some bullshit up on this podcast. Like everything that I'm endorsing on here is something I use, have used, I've recommended to a friend I personally love just because I want it to be completely transparent. Like I'm not about to sell you an ad for those little jade roller things because like they don't work. 
I don't think they work and I wouldn't use one. So it's not coming on the pod. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So next review comes from Ray Delane, R-A-E-D-E-L-A-N-E. Ray Delane writes, this podcast brings up my mood every week. Thank you, Lo, for being such a light with a heart. Oh, Ray. I'm happy this podcast can be a ray of light in your life. That's what we need in this world right now. All right. Next review comes from Barry Blonde 89. Barry Blonde writes, he's hilarious. Honestly, so entertained by Lowe. I love him. I love his honesty and his open-minded way of looking at the world. The way he tells stories is so funny and he helps make my day more upbeat and positive. I kept putting off listening to the episode about pet loss because I do have two older pups and I love them so much. I finally listened today and was in tears. It felt so healing and was such a beautiful episode. Lo, you are a true gift to the world. This is easily my favorite podcast. I've even been listening to old episodes so I don't skip a beat. The solo episodes are incredible as well as guest episodes. Just hearing you talk makes me happy. Keep going, boo. <laughs> Barry Blonde 89. Thank you for that beautiful review. And I'm so happy that episode resonated with you. That makes this podcast all worth it. The fact that an episode can resonate with someone, it's so important to me. So thank you for that. And have you seen that Good News Movement article? It was on the Good News Movement Instagram. It was this older guy, I think on a farm in Texas, uh, speaking of senior dogs. And he was noticing that all these assholes were leaving their senior dogs just on his land, on his property, because they didn't want them anymore. And this guy was taking him in and he built this little train and he would have these little senior dogs get on the train and he'd give him a tour of the property and he was feeding them and giving them a home. And it was just the sweetest thing ever. I was like, that man is a national treasure. I have such a soft spot in my heart for senior dogs. I think they're the cutest things ever. And one more comes from R-S-T-R-O-B-13, R-Straub, R-Straub 13. Arstrub13 writes, A plus five stars. I look forward to these episodes weekly. I fell in love with Lo on Caitlin's podcast. I especially love the episodes with the queen and all the confessions and how you explain the events as they unfolded. <laughs> a mess, a hot mess, Arstrub, but I'm glad you're enjoying uh, this messy podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for taking the time to rate and review the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful weekend ahead. Oh, it's the holiday weekend. Oh, yeah, we got Memorial Day weekend coming in hot, which means we can go a little hard this weekend. Have a little fun. Have that extra cocktail, perhaps. Maybe whip up a little trashy sangria. Get some sun and enjoy the break. But don't forget to drink your water, puta, because I know you're thirsty. I love you, and I'm out. 